0: Hello and welcome to Real Estate in Real Life. This is the podcast aimed at helping new agents navigate the industry and build their business as well as helping established agents who need to get restarted or refocused. Over the last few episodes, we've talked about scripting our initial contacts with prospects and role-playing our scripts. I'm really honored that a few of you took the time to reach out to me via email, which is, of course, info at realestateirl-podcast.com. I'm honored, really honored that you've reached out to me and asked me to review your scripts and role play with you. And I truly appreciate your desire and drive to succeed. That's why I'm doing this. Please understand that scripting and role playing isn't a one time thing or even a temporary thing. The most successful agents I know years into the business are still doing it. They adapt and change their scripts over time and role play to master them. While I will always tell you that it's your business and you need to do it in a way that's sustainable for you, there are some key foundational activities that are unskippable. Role-playing is one of those. Write and role-play your scripts. Do it often and make your calls consistently, period. Not cold calling, not opening a phone book and calling everybody on page 21, column 3, but warm calling, calling those people who have responded to an ad you front run, have found and register on your website, have been referred to you, etc. That is what I want you to be focused on, making those calls. I know it isn't as easy as I make it sound. Getting started can really be difficult, and as is human nature, we tend to procrastinate when things can be difficult. The reason we procrastinate is fear. While fear seems very real, it isn't. Fear, in this case, is your emotion telling you that you aren't good enough, that you can't do this that it's too hard and it's uncomfortable, get over it. The people who do what they do the best understand that you have to feel comfortable being uncomfortable. I know I promise I'd try to skip sports analogies throughout this podcast, but this is one that really comes into play, so to speak. There is no doubting that LeBron James is an incredible basketball talent, one of the best ever, if not the best. But of course, that's a different argument for a different day. Yes, he has an amazing amount of innate skill and determination. That was something that was born in him. But there's no way he got to his level without hard work, dedication, and practice. He may be genetically tall and strong, but honing that into the chiseled, agile, and tough player that he is, with both strength and a soft shooting touch, well, that comes from years of working out, lifting weights, working on his aerobics and his endurance, practicing a shot. Learning plays, working with his teammates to learn where they're supposed to be, using his body to block out opponents, etc. He's comfortable making himself uncomfortable to be the best basketball player that he can possibly be. No procrastination. He just does it. The same goes for us in real estate or any sales business. We have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Writing a script isn't always comfortable. Role playing it certainly isn't comfortable, and making the calls definitely isn't comfortable for most of us. The thing is, nobody else can do this for you and get you started. Sure, you know, later in your career, you can have a team that does some of this for you. And right now you might be doing it for your team leader. But that's a whole different level of discomfort and effort. For now, you have to make yourself do the difficult thing and build your foundation. Yes, you can have an accountability partner, make sure you focus and get the job done, But at this point in your career, nobody can do it for you. Get stronger. Get more confident. Find it within yourself to be comfortable expanding your comfort zone. I would probably get started by creating a to-do list and turning it into short-term, a day or two in length, goals. Reward yourself along the way when you hit a goal, but make sure you do it and do it quickly. One last reminder for today about scripting and role-playing before we move to the next piece of the puzzle. It's an important part of generating leads. If you're going to talk to people, you have to know what to say and why to say it. Your primary function in your early contacts with people is to collect as much information as you can about who you're talking to and what their goals are. You need to let them know that you can help them, but it's about them, their needs, their goals, and how you can solve their problems. Focus on that and making the calls becomes easier. There will always be people who are rude, who are afraid to talk to you don't know what they want, whatever. If you approach them with a servant's heart and with their needs in mind, it's so much easier to make the calls. We'll talk more about the fear of rejection, keeping going when you hear no more than you'd like, and finding motivation to make the next call in another episode. Even the best of us have to face this from time to time. I know I've been facing it for the last 30 years. But you have to write the script. You have to role play it. You have to make those initial calls. A little hint, after you've role-played it a couple of times, tell the other person to give you a hard time. You'll find out it isn't that bad. But this isn't the last interaction either. Whether or not they're interested in doing something immediately, there has to be a follow-up. The next step is the follow-up campaign. A series of calls, texts, emails to keep your prospects informed and keep them engaged. Now, there are a couple of different ways to accomplish this. As you're starting out, if you don't have a CRM, a CRM is a Customer Relationship Management app, then you'll need to do this manually. If you have a CRM, you'll be able to automate a great deal of this. There's no real way to automate phone calls, though. Sure, you can have a dialer program help you dial, but you still have to make the conversations and still have to do the record keeping. Before we get into what the different calls, emails, and texts are, let's talk about CRMs for a minute. I'm not going to recommend any one particular CRM for you. You know, I'm not sitting here getting paid to to do that. There are tons of them out there. And everybody likes something a little bit different. I can tell you that the best CRM is the one you will actually use. If you don't use it, it's a waste of money and a waste of time. I'll also tell you that you don't want to jump from one CRM to another all the time because you'll waste a ton of time learning and setting up the new one. It's a really expensive form of procrastination. It costs you time and money. All CRMs have some similar features and a different way to access them. I recommend going to a few of the providers' websites and going through their demos or looking at the demos on YouTube. Don't spend days doing this. Okay, Don't waste a heck of a lot of time. Make sure you spend just enough time to find one you like. When you select a CRM, I advise against the free trial until you've watched the demo on a couple of different ones. There's a reason for that, of course. For the free trial to do you any good, you have to take the time to set it up and put data into it. And by the time you've done that, you've basically committed to that CRM because you really don't want to keep doing that and keep going through setup with CRM after CRM. Again, I don't have a specific recommendation. Here are a few that you might think about, however. There are some budget ones like Wise Agent or LionDesk. While they're functional, you may have to spend a lot more time setting them up, and they're kind of limited in some of their functionality. Sure, they can do the basics for you, but not everything. There are more expensive ones, like Top Producer, that require training and setup, but they're highly functional once they're set up, even if they're not quite comprehensive in what they do. And there are comprehensive ones, super comprehensive ones, like KV Core, WaiLopo, and Sierra Interactive. These have high functionality, have a website attached to them that is set up for you, your personal domain, and they're pretty easy to use. They cost a little bit more, but likely they'll end up making more money for you and save you more time in the long run. Again, I'm not recommending any particular one, but you should know what the differences are between them. Before you go spending money on a CRM, see if your company or team provides one. Now be very careful with this. I'm with BEXP eXp provides me KV Core as part of my monthly fee. Most teams will require you to use their CRM. Some brokerages will try to require you to use your CRM. You're an independent contractor. You don't have to. If you're on a team, you probably do have to use their CRM. But a word of caution. If you're relying on a company or team CRM, back up your data. The company or team owns your access to the app. They own your email. They own your business. If you leave the company or team, voluntarily or otherwise, you could lose access to your data, even if you paid for it. That being said, you have to be ethical as well. Only back up the leads and information you provided or you paid for, not what they provided for you. That does belong to them 100%. Personally speaking, I back up my data once a month, it's on my calendar to do it. I back it up into a CSV or a comma separated values Excel spreadsheet. It's a huge data file. But if I ever do have to change my brokerage, I only have to upload that file or have the service provider that I choose for my new CRM help me upload that file. And I don't have to rekey all of it. And I certainly won't lose my data. Okay, back to follow-ups. Real estate sales is not a one contact and done business. Research shows that it takes 5 to 12 contacts to get business moving forward in the form of an appointment. Experience also shows that once you have that initial meeting, whether it's by phone, video, in-person, whatever, more contact is needed to get a signed contract, either a buyer representation or a listing agreement. Because so much contact is required, and because there are many prospects we need to contact, You really need to automate the contact as much as possible, as quickly as possible. You have to keep yourself organized, make good notes, and have a plan and a schedule for implementing that plan. There are many, many different ways to pursue the follow up. Everybody has their own way of doing it. If you buy a CRM, they'll probably have a generic follow up or drip campaign already set up for you for in call buyers, for in call sellers. Outcall buyers and outcall sellers. They'll likely have them set up for your sphere of influence as well. My suggestion is read through what is pre programmed and edit it so that it sounds like something you would say. This is much like what I told you a few episodes ago about writing a script. You don't need to recreate the wheel, just modify the one in front of you for your use. There is one change I almost always make to the preset follow ups. They usually start with a phone call. I believe that if someone signed up online and not by calling me or meeting me in person, they probably would prefer to start with an online follow up, especially with younger prospects. That doesn't remove the need to call them. It just moves it to the second or third contact. There are two benefits to that, in my opinion. First, the automated contacts start immediately when they register in my CRM by registering for more information on my website. They get an email immediately, even if they're online at 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm asleep, but they're immediately getting a contact back from me. Second, in my opinion, it feels less creepy to get an email response than a phone call right away when you register online. Big brother's watching. Now, since there are different contact types set up, you can usually code new registrations by where they came from. And therefore, you can set up a different contact stream for different methods. For example, if they were looking at properties, they'll be asked to register after looking at two properties on my website. It will ask if they're buying or selling, and that will trigger the appropriate follow-up. If they get to my website because they asked for an automated property valuation, that will be a different string of contacts than if they're looking to buy. If I met them in person and I put them in the CRM myself, They'll get the sphere stream of contacts, either buyer, seller, or just friend or referral. If they clicked through from a social media ad, they may get another stream. Point is, even with automation, there are many different customizations you can do. They all include texts, emails, and phone calls. Just to make this a little more confusing, there are also different streams based on the prospect's time frame. Once the chain starts, they'll get an email and a text and then a phone call from me. During that phone call, I'm going to find out what their time frame is. And we covered this recently in scripting, right? I'll adjust the contact stream accordingly. If they're going to do something in the next 30 days, they are a hot prospect. And I'll increase the number of calls and texts to make sure I'm contacting them daily. If they're a hot prospect and they're buying, I'll set up an automatic email system in either my CRM or my MLS. Depending on which CRM I'm using, they will send me their hot list daily. Mm -hmm. This is a list of properties that meet their criteria that come on the market or go off the market each and every day. You'll only be doing this for a handful of prospects at a time. So you'll go through the list and review the properties for them. If you just send it to them, they don't need you. If you review it for them and tell them which ones you reviewed you think will fit their criteria and, and, You think they should see, they have more need for your services. They can get the same information from Zillow or Realtor.com on their own, or they can find another agent, but if you're doing the work for them up front, they're more likely to sign up with you. If they're a hot seller, I'm going to get them a CMA or a market analysis the same day or no later than the next morning if they register late in the day or night, and try to get a listing appointment right away. I'm also going to send them the hot list or hot sheet for their neighborhood daily. If they're 30 to 90 days away, I'll send them a weekly hot list and make sure I'm calling them once a week. For a seller, I'll get them a CMA as quickly as possible and still push for a listing appointment so we can make sure the house is ready to sell when they're ready. I'll also send them weekly market updates so they can see how the market is going in their area. In most states, you can sign a predated listing with the client. If it's May and they won't be ready to the list until July, I can sign a listing that starts July 1st. That gives them motivation to get any tasks done that need to be done, like improving their curb appeal. If they're more than 90 days away, I'll make sure I send the weekly hot list and set up my calls for every other week until things change. If they're selling, I'll set up a, a listing appointment so we can work on curb appeal and staging as needed, and then send them that bi-weekly market update. My point is this, once they show interest, I'm going to get in touch with them and stay in touch with them until they do something, whether that's buying or selling, or they tell me they don't want me to contact them anymore, or they die. I won't pester them, but I will prioritize them. If they ask me to stop emails or calls or texts, I will. If they've opted for a different realtor, I will completely leave them alone, except I will send them a handwritten thank you note for their time. If they just want to delay doing anything or tell me it's too much information or whatever, I'll ask permission to send them an email occasionally, but we'll stop the calls and texts and we'll send them a handwritten thank you note for their time. If they opt out of calls, emails, or texts, you really have to stop. Violations of the rules can get expensive. Making prospects upset with you because you're not paying attention to their needs and requests can lead to complaints to a variety of entities that can cause you all kinds of problems like your broker or the state, and they can ruin your reputation in the market. I am trying to make a couple of points here. First, you have to do your best to stay in contact. There are a lot of agents out there and prospects have a choice. Also, remember, it takes five to 12 contacts with somebody before they'll be ready to sign something. If your prospect CEO is proactive, helpful, and informative, you have a much better chance to do business with them. Likewise, if they see you as lazy or uninformed or needy or overbearing, they're going to move away from you. Second, even as you automate contact as much as possible, you can and you must customize your contact and have personal one-on-one interface. You have to make those calls. If you avoid personal contact, you aren't going to be able to build a relationship. And this is a relationship business. Secret agents rarely succeed in real estate you have to get to know your prospect and they have to get to know you nobody is going to risk the biggest financial and emotional investment in their lives without knowing and trusting the person that they're working with now as i said earlier there are options even if you don't invest in a crm right away you can automate and schedule texts and emails through your phone and email provider you can schedule calls on the calendars on your phone etc that being said personally, I think a CRM is one of the most valuable and necessary investments you can make in your business. We've talked before about the need to stay organized, to keep good records, and stay on top of your business. We've talked about the initial contact and collecting information. And we've talked today about staying in contact with people and automating as much as possible. A CRM, even a basic one, will do most of this for you. Really everything except for the personal phone calls. Now, I know I said, don't jump from CRM to CRM. If you need to start with a less expensive one until you build up your business and then move to a better one, that's fine. But don't get in the habit of doing that, you know, every six months or every year. Let's talk a little bit about the content of the calls, emails, and texts in your follow-up. Texts and emails don't have to be novels or even short stories. A couple of sentences should be sufficient. Likewise, phone calls should be quick. A minute or two is sufficient to keep building the relationship without being a pest or wasting their time. Texts are usually a quick question and a quick statement. Have you been receiving the properties I sent you? I'm available to discuss them today or tomorrow. Or, did you see the house I sent you at 123 Main Street? It looks like it meets all the criteria we discussed. Emails are also typically short and to the point. I dropped off a market evaluation at your house today. What did you think of the value? Or, I showed you a few properties last week. Have any of them rung a bell for you? Or, thank you for coming back to my website. Are you ready to go see a few properties now? Follow-up calls will be short and to the point as well. Hi, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer. Just wanted to touch base with you. Do you have any questions about the information I've been sending you? Hello, Buyer. Our lender told me you got your information to her for your pre-approval. Are you available to discuss the next steps tomorrow afternoon at 3? Short, direct, information sharing and gathering. For sellers, the calls are similar. Have you started working on the front yard? I have a gardener I can recommend for you. Always a question, just so I can get them to answer it and stay engaged. Sure, they often ignore it, but I have a better chance of keeping them engaged if they're answering my question. I'll wait a couple of days and send it again if I don't hear back from them. And if I don't hear back for over a week, I'll probably send a message that says, Hey I've tried reaching you for a couple of days I hope all is well Is there anything I can do to help you today if I'm reaching out to my sphere just to stay in touch there's a whole different series of trips after they've bought or sold a property I'll ask them after one week how they're adjusting or if they need any service referrals I'll check in again at a month and see how they're doing I'll do it again at three months six months and a year along the way I'll ask them for a referral that I can publish or use in marketing I'll ask who they know that may be thinking about buying or selling. I might even offer to help them throw a housewarming party, depending on how the relationship develops. I know agents who follow up by offering free pumpkin pies at Thanksgiving or give gift cards for a free Christmas tree. I also know a lot of agents who have an annual thank you party for the sphere, maybe by renting out a bowling alley or a movie theater and showing a family-friendly movie or just hosting a pumpkin patch for past clients. They do this through their drip campaigns as well. Personally, I also like to include a handwritten note card in my campaigns. Nothing fancy, not a novel, just a short handwritten note saying, Thank you for letting me help you with your real estate goals. And of course I'll stick a couple of my business cards inside. Now, I could spend hours going through a follow-up or drip campaign with you, and it would be dry and tedious and boring. And it would be my campaign. It wouldn't be yours. My suggestion, as I said before, look at the preset ones on a CRM and edit them for your voice. If you aren't investing in CRM yet, and that's perfectly okay, look for drip campaigns online and customize them for yourself. Just a couple more notes about follow-ups. Text calls and emails are all nice. Put a short video in your email or text or a link to one you post on YouTube. Nothing fancy, but video is a game changer. I like to send videos on people's birthdays if I know the date. I also send them around holidays short, to-the-point, fun little videos. i started sending happy house anniversary videos to some of the buyers I've helped. Nothing fancy. You can record them on your smartphone or laptop and find a cheap or free video editing program. I've been using CapCut, which is free. C-A-P-C-U-T. It's free. And you can brand your video and put captions on it if you wish. You can see some of the quick and easy videos I've done by checking my Instagram account. Let me summarize very quickly. Anybody who is successful in real estate will tell you that it's a relationship business. And relationships are built on trust and communication. You have to keep communicating to stay in front of people. Build their trust by making it about them and their needs, not yours. I always like to say you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening twice as much as you speak. When you ask a brief question and not just a yes or no, especially an open ended question, you're inviting your prospects to tell you exactly what you need to do to earn their business. You need to be respectful and consistent. If you promise to do something, as we've talked about in past episodes, you have to do it. Under-promise and over-deliver, it's a viable business model. Consistent communication where you provide information that helps people and doesn't just pat yourself on the back is a viable business model. Okay, I know that is a ton of information. And the prospect of setting up your drip campaign is daunting. I find it daunting too. However, it's really something you have to do. There are services that will do it for you. But in my opinion, as you get started, your funds are better used elsewhere, like creating social media ads that will feed your pipeline. I also think that having a drip campaign that sounds like you, that's in your voice, and not like something that AI wrote, will make it more likely that your prospects will talk to you and not disengage. Thank you for your attention. Coming up in the next couple episodes will be some interviews that I think you'll find helpful. In one, I'll be talking to a 25-year real estate veteran about how he got started, how he grew, and how he helps others grow. In another one, I'll be talking with a young agent who is only six months in the business and just finding her way. As always, if you have any questions or comments or requests for topics you'd like covered, please send me an email at info at realestateirl-podcast.com. That's info at realestateirl-podcast.com. I do try to respond quickly. If you have the opportunity, please leave us a review on whichever streaming service you use, and please invite your peers to join us in the podcast. Wishing you well, and I will talk with you soon.